This is episode 236 with Romanian and American national champion, runner-up at the 2007 Chicago Marathon, and the co-founder of Roll Recovery, Adriana Nelson. Welcome to the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jason Fitzgerald, and this episode features a mainstay of the Boulder, Colorado running scene, a six-time Romanian national champion, the 2013 U.S. half-marathon champion, and the co-founder of Roll Recovery, Adriana Nelson. Adriana is a mom, a high-level athlete, and an immigrant who has an incredible story to tell. I hope you finish this episode as inspired and fired up as I feel right now, having just spoke with her. If you're new to the Strength Running Podcast, you can expect even more training conversations, coaching calls, and experts in the running space. My goal is to elevate your thinking about the sport, help you make wiser decisions about your training so that you can keep improving. Because if you better understand the process of improvement, when you recognize knowledge as a competitive advantage, you'll be a much better runner. But Strength Running is not just a podcast. Don't miss our growing YouTube channel where we have hundreds of videos on how to structure your weekly mileage, my favorite form drills, core and strength routines, and a lot more. Go to youtube.com slash strengthrunning, subscribe, and you'll see every video that we publish. And of course, strengthrunning.com is where it all began. Since 2010, we've been helping runners around the world level up their training, race faster, prevent more injuries, and get stronger. You'll find our award-winning blog with topics as varied as the top mistakes runners make in the weight room, why you've hit a performance plateau, effective marathon tapering, and more. You'll also find our free email courses on strength training, nutrition, injury prevention, and others plus the full library of training programs and coaching services to help you accomplish your biggest running goals. This episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker, one of the most reputable blood testing companies in the world. They test dozens of biomarkers so you know if there are any red flags with your physiology that might be hampering your running. Then they give you science-backed recommendations to improve anything that might be outside of your personal optimal range. Get 25% off any of their blood tests with code STRENGTHRUNNING at insidetracker.com slash STRENGTHRUNNING. The code is STRENGTHRUNNING and there's no space in there. And you can see all those details at insidetracker.com slash STRENGTHRUNNING. We're also supported by Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that makes AG1. I'm in love with this stuff, frankly, because my diet needs a little improving and AG1 is like my nutrition insurance. It's a category-leading greens mix that has 75 vitamins and minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, antioxidants, and adaptogens. For our listeners, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com Jason, and you can choose from a single purchase or a monthly drop if you want to make this a consistent habit. I try to have one serving every day of AG1 to help me cover my bases and for a nice boost of midday energy. You can see all the details at athleticgreens.com slash Jason. In this week's installment of podcast reviews that really fill my cup, we have this beauty from Luca, quote, quite simply, doing what Jason says will get you into your best ever running shape. Jason distills all the great coaches of the 20th century, Bowerman, Lydiard, Higdon, Daniels, and brings all of that into the 21st century in digital means accessible to everyone. I have never felt stronger and more in control as a runner, finished my first half marathon a few weeks ago, and just destroyed the back end of that course, overtaking hundreds of people over the last 5k one of the best feelings of my life. Wow, Luca, thank you so much for this feedback and congrats on your first half marathon. I can't agree more that a strong kick at the end of a race is just one of the best feelings that you can get as a runner. If you want to get a shout out on the show, you can leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's get into today's episode with Adriana Nelson. She is a 228 marathoner with a 109 half marathon PR. 
She came to the U.S. to compete for the University of Texas El Paso and then moved to Colorado to run professionally. She was second at the 2007 Chicago Marathon, winner of the 2013 U.S. Half Marathon Championships, and holds six long-distance national track titles for her home country of Romania, in addition to a Romanian team gold at the 2004 World Half Marathon Championships. Today, she's still competing and running marathons in the 230s, but she spends most of her time being a mom and helping run the company she co-founded with her husband, Jeremy. Role Recovery. In this episode, we're going to talk about her origin story, how it shaped her into the runner she eventually became, the mental lessons and skills that give her such incredible psychological resiliency, the huge value she places on recovery, and more. Without further delay, please enjoy my conversation with Adriana Nelson. Hey, Adriana, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Jason. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And and I'm really excited to chat with you. You have just such an incredible story. And you've been a huge fixture in the distance running community for probably 20 plus years at this point. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of your time today. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for actually seeing that. You know, I wonder sometimes if people actually see that at all. But wow, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, you're you're doing some great things now. You you've done great things in the past, and I can't wait to dive into all of it. Uh, maybe we can start at the beginning. I'd love to start with how you got into running because this is kind of a, an interesting story. I understand you were sort of forced into your first race as a 13 year old. Is that right? That's right. So, um, just to start a little bit about this, like my family actually, they've been both athletes, and my mom used to run really well cross country. And my dad was a kayak, you know, like Olympic event kayaking. And um, they're both really great athletes. However, they, they did stop competing very early just because they start having kids early. Um, so during my, my group, my, you know, growing up, um, my parents were always like, just like kind of push things around like, they want to be us so competitive and they, they we had it like probably inside of inside of us you know uh this competitiveness and the way they pushed us but not only that i grew up in romania i was born and raised there um and my first almost 10 years of my life uh, i i uh, grew up in a communist socialist country and the sports are really number one there. However, my, my parents never put me in any sports during that time. But we did have PE classes pretty much like two, three times a week, one hour a day. Um, and we did have to pass every semester certain tasks. And it was like running, soccer, volleyball, gymnastics. And not just to put myself there, but I was, I was the best following all of them. <laughs> um, and I think the fact that I was very competitive and I liked to play a lot during even after school, you know, like, um, or I'll tell you a quick story even now. When I was 12 years old, we were staying in a school about six hours. And halfway through, we have a 10 minutes break or 10 to 15 minutes break. And we didn't have lunch there. There's no lunch such thing. You just have to bring what you have, or if you don't have, you don't have. You just have an empty tummy for six hours. But I figured something out. About half a mile away, there was a place where they're making hot bread. So guess who was running? It was like everybody was pitching a little money here and there, and I would put it in my pocket, run, and sometimes it would be a line. You have to wait there, Right. But they knew me. They knew I was actually buying bread for the for my for my classmates, and I would like run with a bag with bread, hot bread in my bag like this, and I'll be right on time before the next class will start. Um, and we all like just like breaking all this like the bread and hot bread and eat it, and we're so happy, you know. But imagine this doing every day, and that's a mile every day for a twelve year old like that didn't really do any sports. That's pretty cool. Um, the same thing pretty much happened in my high school. Um, and it was a different school far away, you know, you know, nobody would take me to that school in, in the car. I just have to walk there. Like when I never walked, 
because I'll be late. <laughs> but I always ran, ran just to get them, you know, to school on time. Um, when I was seventh grade, my PE teacher had a test on us and said, okay, whoever is doing the 800 meter, the fastest one, um, had to go compete for the school. I was not really into that. For me, it was like to beat everybody. I didn't care about that, you know. So I, I definitely won that race by big time. No, no big deal. Um, and she said, you have to go compete for us. And I, I was like, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to do it. You know, like what competition? And explain it's like, I, I'm from Bucharest, so all the schools will actually meet there with their best kids, and there are many schools. Imagine Europe, you know, but the best kids of each school, you know. Um, and I did not want to do it, but at the same time, I was doing, uh, I was doing dancing with, I was in a group of dance in, in my school, and she was the same coach, and she said, if you are not gonna go do that race for us you are out of this dancing class I'm like no okay i'm going <laughs> so a week later i went and raced uh it was a 1k and i remember not even doing a warm-up because i just see everybody kicking knees and like running around i was like why are these people doing that getting tired before the race um and I just remember being tiny and small and petite and i see these girls taller than me you know and they were like, don't go too fast. You're going to die. It's like, okay, you know, all right. And the gun went off. And I remember not starting fast because I was like, I'm going to listen to these girls. But I was like, why did they go that fast? So I started catching up. Halfway, I was already leading the, the race. And I won the race by like 70 meters. Clocked three or five. Um, you know, for a 13-year-old, it's good. <clears throat> For 1k and uh when they gave me the ticket they were like who's your coach which one is your club i was like oh i don't have a coach i don't have a club and it's like okay you are coming on monday at this time at this stadium you're gonna start training i was like uh-huh never went <laughs> and that was my first experience my first race and the reason I didn't go was because I actually wanted to do dancing. You know, I, I just wanted to do different things. I like to play. I, I'm I'm one of seven. I had many brothers and sisters home, right? So I was in charge of many things. I, I love that you were, <laughs> you showed up to this race and you were sort of made to be there. You didn't do a warm up. You were like the little you know, sprightly younger kid with all these older girls and you let them go at the beginning of the race. You were feeling them out a little bit and then you just took over and you were wondering why they were running so slow. I just love this story. It is so great as an introduction to running and 305 isn't very slow for a 13-year-old girl, is it? That that actually shows a lot of talent right there. It's not, and that's why the uh, the coach actually that was writing our names there, they they were shocked. It's like, what do you mean you don't have a coach? What do you mean you don't train? It's like, yeah, uh, I play in a valley, like in a in kids, I play soccer. We run around, um, but don't get me wrong. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there is lots of talents there, and there are lots of kids like that. But I do think I was trained because. The number one thing we'll do after school and in school will be running all day. We'll play hide and seek. And we're like, I'm talking about 20 kids, 30 kids playing all these things, kicking the ball in the park and and so many other things that I just think it got me in such a good shape without even knowing. And And I'm hoping even now parents let their kids play because that's when you create and you actually, you know, lift their, their talents up by now without even training them hard. He's just like playing. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned that you were dancing at the time. You were mentioned that you did a lot of playing at school, running around, playing games. You also had PE a couple times a week. I, I also understand that you were playing a lot of other sports too. You were playing soccer, you were playing other things. And, you know, it's a clear example of not specializing too early in the sport of running and, and giving yourself this access to a wide variety of, of sports. 
what eventually drew you to running? Because this is obviously a very pivotal moment in, in your life. You know, one thing, and I'm sure it's not only in Romania, it's like in many countries in Europe, um, but especially in this country like mine that comes from a communist party, leaving the house early for a female, it's very uncommon. And my dad, in fact, my parents, um, we lost one of our brothers when I was actually six, he was seven, playing outside, hide and seek. Um, I won't go too deep on that, but my dad kind of lost it and my mom too a little bit, but he got into alcoholism and he started gambling, uh, losing our house, losing pretty much everything we had. And um, we're homeless for a long time. And the only place we could actually live was my grandma who gave us her room and it was just one small apartment with two bedrooms. And it's not two bedrooms like you're thinking, a living room. It's just like a living room and a bedroom and a small kitchen. And one of the bedrooms of my uncle was my uncle and she gave us her bedroom and she was deep in the kitchen. And... At that time, I had four, where four of us, four brothers and my parents, we were sleep on the floor. Um, and they would sleep in the bed. It's, it's just the way it is. It's fine. As kid, you don't know much. You don't, um, you, you try to understand it, but it doesn't bother you too much. However, my dad was so aggressive to me. Um, not in a, very, very aggressive and very strict, you know, like, be like, if you're, like at eight o'clock in the house, eight or one, you're going to be not punished. Like, just think about it, you're going to go in the corner. I mean, beat up, like cutting hairstyle, you know, like just be like miserable. So I couldn't stand that anymore. And it happened that in my 11th grade, the same thing happened when I was in Ashley, when I was 13. My PE teacher, we did the same test because we did this test even through high school. Who is the fastest? Who is the best? Who is whatever? And he asked me to go and represent the high school again. And he really thought I was good, you know. So I went. And this time it was a 1500 meter. And I won it again. Big time. Um, and I was laughing in the race. And somehow I was looking fit. And they thought I was running forever. Um, and so they, the, the, I mean, I'm talking about the, my competitors, you know, like, oh, she's fit. Who is this girl? Um, so nobody wanted to lead the race and I was laughing and like making jokes. And, and I just remember a coach was like, just start running. Why are you joking, joking and jogging and whatever. So I was like, Ooh, so I took off like the last 600 meter exploded the whole thing in the back. Nobody saw my shoes anymore <laughs> won the race and you're not believe you're not gonna believe this but it was just meant to be the person who was actually gave the ticket number one that i won was the same coach that when i was 13 and she didn't recognize me you know 13 17 you're already changing but she re recognized my name and she took the paper like really mad just like like her folder like this and she is like close the folder and she's like ah, where have you been all this time she recognized my name i've been looking for you you didn't even give me your school name you're you know like everything's like i really want to start running okay so that's how i actually start running and within six months i was already competing on the nationals i uh my first national was in a 1500 and i finished third the next nationals cross country, the same thing. I was, I was, I felt far behind these girls. Like for me, just I'll kick me in the last hundred meters was huge for me. You know, I was like, when am I going to beat these girls? You know, and within a year I won the nationals. And because I actually won a gold medal, the club I was representing, they offered me to actually stay to uh, the club. Then they have a room and you have three meals a day. And all you have to do is go to school and come back, rest, and go train. 
and bring medals, you know, because <laughs> I was competing everything from 1500, 3K, 5K, you, can, you name it. And I found that as a great opportunity for me and go away from, from this life that I had, like my parents, like really abusing me, not sexually, but like words. And the moment you finish high school, you're going to work for me. And all these things that stays, even at this point, is staying in my mind. Um, it made me, I was like, all right. I'm going to go train and I'm going to finish high school and I'm going to college. And nobody in my family went that far. So I packed my bags and my mom was happy because she's like, okay, you know, I'm going to see you. You're just a couple miles away. I can see you anytime. Right. But from that moment, I started running every race and I just feel like at that point, I wasn't even training too much. I was training five times a week. Um, my longest run ever was like one hour, one hour, maybe, you know, nothing crazy, but I was thankful for them to have, for the coaches to have patience with me. And the first time I actually joined the group, they told me this, go warm up with the boys. Like, okay, see how far you can go, you know, and the warm up was a 4k. And it was in the stadium. And I was just running behind them, like, really happy and stuff. You know, I was like, oh, man, I'm on this group here. I just had to run. But the coach kept kept you know, watching and what I'm doing and how much I can keep up. And you're just showing to the boys to go a little faster, a little faster. I think it was a test. And we we reached 345 in the last K, and they were not dropping me. And they're like, who is this girl? Like, we can drop her. Like, how fast should I do my warm-up to, to drop her off? You know, like, and they were young, too. They're my age or a year or two year old, year older, but they were running forever, right? And that's when they decided to actually, okay, you know what? She doesn't have any training. She's clearly talented in a long distance. Um, I had speed. I felt like I had speed. I had 26 in my 200. So I thought I had speed, but not for a 200-meter runner. But in the same time, the training was great. I, I liked it because they were not forcing it. They were like, they were pushing drills to make sure my running is efficient and correctly. Uh, our running was consistently on Monday, we'll do hills. Tuesday, we'll do drills. Wednesday, we'll do some long run, 45 minutes. Uh, Thursday, will be like little strides and so on, like to, to really create this, for me to get familiar to running, but also like really build this body to get, to keep going further away, you know, like, however, when I was 19, then I was already out of high school. I wanted to go and, um, you know, at university and I took one year break from, from school between high school and university, but the coach was like, okay, you're going to run half marathon and full marathon. I said, what is that? You know, my half marathon, I was running when I was 18 and I run 117, no training. You know, it's, it's like, you just have to fall. This is what he told me. You just need to win the nationals for your age. You're just going to follow this girl and I'll kick her. And that's what I did. All right. Follow the girl. I'll kick her. I won the nationals. Big deal. You know, uh, well, it was a big deal. You know, like I was still like, he's like, who's this girl coming and you know, winning 5K, 10K, half marathon, you know. But when I was 19, he he said, okay, this weekend you're going to run marathon. I'm like, where is that? I was in like 26, no, was like 42K, you know. I swear it was like, it, it just came through my ear and came this way, you know. I was like, oh, I, guess, I guess I'm going to go run. Um, Before the race, he didn't let me do any warm-up. You're going to do, this is what you're going to do. You're just going to start the last one. This is Nationals. And after only 5K, if I see you passing anyone of 5K, I'm going to take you out and beat you up. That, that was my coach's words. Okay, I'm just going to stay slow, man. I, I felt so slow and I, I couldn't. I, I did have to pass some people. I was like, no. <laughs> you know. 
But he also mentioned that if you don't get medals in this race, you're going to lose the room in your club, so you have to go home. That was huge. You know, it's, it's a shock. However, I didn't hear it. At that moment, I did not hear it. It was just incredible that I didn't hear it. I think God just like, don't listen to that. Just go, go, this, you, you're fine, you know. Anyway, I started a race, and after 5K, I started picking up. It's like, okay, you can go now, you know. But he was not letting me drink water. And he's like, you don't need water. Like, for a full marathon. Think about, I'm not trained. My longest run was one hour. Five, six times a week, I was training. However, I had good food and a lot of sleep. So I think that helped a lot, you know. And I was picking up really good. And I was actually winning the whole, whole race for the girls. But I, I started seeing stars the last five days. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, what's happening? I was like trying to like, I was running and literally beat my face. I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not getting the finish line. What's happening? <laughs> I end up running to 46, second place. Won the juniors and under 21, you know, like under 23, second under seniors. Was a great one, right? And the coach instead of telling me, like I was, I literally collapsed after the finish line. I didn't have anything left, and I was like, I, I need water. And and the coach is like, Don't give her anything. I'm hungry. Don't give her anything. And and there were some other coaches there, and he, they pushed him away. And it's like, You must be crazy. And they gave me a big sandwich and water, and I was eating and catching my breath and my heart and like I was like oh my gosh this is life like I'm, I was I was almost dying you just you know so in that perspective I did ha I had a bad coach not letting me drink water I learned that later right that it's not right and it scared me it really literally scared me that I was so brave to go on this race and then not almost thinking I'm gonna die the last 5k and collapsed and Thought I'm gonna be taken to the hospital. Not to tell you that I run in smaller shoes, like like the shoes are like these someone else's shoes. And I had bruises and blisters and I lost eight toenails. You know, you can only imagine what kind of race was that. Um and that was my first really ex experience that it's, it literally scared me. And it was a tough one. Yeah, I can see that. Sounds like you were you were sort of thrown into the sport of running, and uh, I, I do just want to say thank you for for sharing some of your background and your family history. I know that's that might be hard for you, but I think it lends a lot of context to your origin story and and how you were able to, you know, become the the person you are today and the runner that you are today. Um, you know, and I, I can't help but think that your upbringing had such a, a impactful role in you becoming a professional runner and in your talent. Do, do you think that not specializing in, you know, in, in a single sport so early was to your benefit and that you were able to sort of have this meteoric rise almost as soon as you started running, you started, you know, placing in races, you started winning races, you know, within a year you were winning national championships and, you know, I, I think that likely has a big, uh, there, there's a big part of that due to your, the physicality of your upbringing, you know, you playing all day, you being involved in so many other sports and, you know, you running to get warm bread, you know, a, a half a mile away for your classmates. You know, I think that's such a great story. Um, and, you know, it just reminds me that, you know, when I'm talking about my kids, you know, this is, this is exactly what I want for my kids. I want them to try a bunch of sports. I just want them to be super active. And then whatever they decide to be interested in later on when they're a little bit older, because my kids are pretty young at this point, then they'll have the tools if they want to use them to be good at whatever sport that, that they want. I really think the first thing, if you, if anyone puts their kids in sports, it will be for them to have a joy of being there and not push them to say, you see, that kid is better than you. Or 
or that coach is, is, is better than your coach or things that can actually put the kid back and make them feel like I'm not good enough for that. I don't even want to try it. You know, it definitely helped me the fact that I was enjoying every sport I was playing. And even my husband, um, Jeremy, uh, he thinks that no matter what sport I was playing, I would have been as good as in my running. And that was probably, he, you know, he's seen his talent, he, he, my talent and everything, how my competitiveness and everything. Um, and he just thinks, like, besides my talent was my drive. And I wanted to make friends. And I wanted, and I'll tell you even scary stories. You know what makes made me really run fast? Was when my mom sometimes would send me with, little money in my pocket to get something from the store <clears throat> and there will be a gypsy in the corner waiting to see if he can get that money away from me and guess what he never did because he never could and one time I beat up a boy so bad because he tried to take my money and that was the only money we had he really is like give me more money give me money you know I was like what do you want he's like come here take it I punched him in the face he fell down he's like what do you want more Nothing. He never ever. And I actually told him, like, if you ever wait for other kids here again in this corner, I will come back for you. And that that boy was actually bigger than me. But I was I was so fearless and like in certain situations. And don't call me. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't go in the fire just to like test it. But I was in danger and I had to do it. <laughs> that's an amazing story. I, I don't think I'd ever mess with you, Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what my husband says too. Was like, hmm. <laughs> No. Uh, and I have so many of these stories. It's, it's incredible to so many things I've been through. Like, but running tr- truly made me stronger, not for the woman who I am today, but for the kid that I've been, you know, as a kid and I've been through so many things in my life that it really protected me. And if you don't do for the joy of like competing or racing, do it for you. It's really benefic. Like it's, it's it's really like something that you feel achieved. Like it's like you know what I cannot run that guy anytime I want it. Not test me. You know like, or you know, being late to the class all the time. It's like nope, I can run and catch. I don't even need to catch that ball that I missed. I'm just gonna beat it. You know like all this joy that makes you feel good about it and be in shape and. And not only that, one other thing for me was that I was the oldest one besides the brother I lost. Um, the youngest one was five years younger and then seven and eight. They had to look up to someone in the family that was having their minds put together because my dad, as I said, lost it. And my mom was just struggling, you know, um, and they're still struggling. And guess what? One of them is like world champion in UFC, like fighting, and um, and my youngest, youngest one right now is it's following his steps, and they kept telling, you know, they have this joke. It's like I just start fighting because my my sister will kick my butt all the time. Like he, she, she will just, you know, like because I was so worried all the time for them, and you know, just kind of push them to be better and like not be lazy, and you know live a better life than what we have now and they did and I think I was I don't necessarily want to consider myself a role model that's why they see me um if they didn't see that they could have easily gone to drugs right they could have been like other friends that their age right now they're in jail or like all these kind of situations everybody many people are like really fighting these days you know Adriana, this really resonates with me, uh, just with, you know, my upbringing, my, my parents got divorced when I was in fifth grade and, you know, I changed schools and had troubles with being the new kid in sixth grade. And I started getting in more trouble and started being a little bit of a smart aleck. But when I started high school as a freshman, I I joined the cross country team. I actually thought I was going to be high jumping like track, but (laughs) I stopped growing at five foot seven. And uh, I quickly discovered that cross country is only running 
all running. So I didn't get to high jump. But I really do think that getting involved with running gave me something to focus on instead of focusing on getting in trouble or doing things I shouldn't have been doing. And it, and it really gave me something to really pour all that energy into. And, and I think you're absolutely right that running makes you more capable, not just physically, but mentally, psychologically. It really allows you to grapple with a lot of stress in your life. It allows you to you know, be driven to not be lazy, like you said, and to really, you know, get clear on what you want to do, and then execute a plan on on how to do it. And uh, I, I really like how your childhood sort of molded you into the person you are today and, and helped you achieve all these things. Now, at what point did you move to the United States? Because I understand you uh, went to the University of Texas on a full scholarship and competed for them before getting your green card and staying here in the US permanently. Uh, but was this just an opportunity that fell in your lap? Or were you, you know, applying to US schools, you know, every day in between training sessions? How did that work out? No, so um, I came in 2002. So this will be 20 years since I came, I, you know, came in the US. I, um, I got an email that uh, there are from you, you know, full scars. Where is that? You know, I was already my first year in, in, in at university in Romania. And I was like, I don't even know English. Like, what are you talking about? But then they explained me, you know, I was like, you just have to run for us, you have to represent us. You know, I was like, like that sounds amazing. This looks like a new start for me, right? Um, I didn't blink once and I say yes. However, who knew what Impasso is? You know, like I when I went to El Paso, it was a shock for me because I came, I came from a beautiful country with so green and lush and, you know, and I came to this like, what's happening here? You know, I, I, I was depressed my first semester, I have to be honest. Well, it's kind of a desert out there. Very, yeah. <laughs> very different than uh, lush Romania. Yeah. I, I, but I loved the, uh, you know, the, cap, the, the campus and the coaches and the program was great. Um, and the fact that they were patient with me and, and not only that, so here's one thing that happened to me from the start. I came in December, mid-December, and they told me, you have to pass this TOEFL test. I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'm coming. So I had to go two weeks intense English, like learning English. And um, they said, in two weeks, after these two, two weeks, you need to take the test. It's like, okay. But I didn't know how, like, really important this was at that point, you know, at that point. I didn't even finish this um, two weeks of, you know, learning intense English, but I was catching pretty fast. It was pretty cool. Um, however, like about six days in, it's like, you got to go to the test now, because if you don't go now, you're not going to be able to register for spring classes. It's like, oh my gosh. Whew. I went, had the test, and guess what? They told me, it's like, if you don't pass this test, tomorrow you're going to be in the plane. Back to Romania. I'm like, oh, Okay. He happened, it happened really literally the same thing, the same story when the coach told me, if you don't get medals, you're going to get out of the hotel. You're not going to be there anymore. I didn't even hear it. But after I passed the test, I remembered. It's like, holy moly, imagine if I was not passing this. Tomorrow I'll be in a plane. <laughs> and I did not accept that. I was like, I can't fail this. You know, like I, I can't go back with the tail between my legs because I left very proud Romania and I said, I'm going to go there and represent. And I didn't want to go home and, you know, my last hugs from my family in, in, in the airport was like, you're going so far away, they were crying. And, and I was just like staying strong. It's like, don't worry, I'll make you proud. It's going to be fine. You know, like, and that's how I, that, that was my, you know, this, the beginning of my journey in, in the U S um, I graduated really fast. I was taking six, seven classes of se semester, taking all the summer classes. And um, I fin I graduated in 2006 in spring and turned pro right away. Actually, in 2005, I turned pro just because I wasn't eligible anymore for NCAA. Um, and 2006, I applied for the green card for the, for, um, lottery. I don't know if you're familiar with that. 
So while I was actually, it's called the green card lottery. And that's how I got my green card. Um, but because I also graduated, I didn't want to stay in Texas. I wanted to go with, I wanted to go to Romania. However, I had a manager in Colorado who said like, hey, if you come here, you have your Romanian teammates and you can train with them. And plus you're going to get your green card much faster because in Texas it takes longer time. So we came in Colorado. It's like, okay, deal. So I got my green card within two or three months. And in fact, I got my green card on uh, May 4, 2007. I met Jeremy in February 2007. He was with me at the interview when I actually got the green card. And to me, I never wanted to be, to get my status in the U.S. by marry someone or I was just, I just had that um, proudness. Like, I guess I was like, I'm not going to marry like an old somebody to, you know, I just never been that way, you know? So yeah, I was so lucky to get that green card and move to Colorado. But at the same time, when I moved here, I was alone because every single Romanian yeah, come here. We'll train here together. They wanted to train on their own. I was used to train with people. <laughs> um, but I made friends. And, you know, I, in fact, in 2005, um, I represented Romania at the World Championship. It was my first big World Championship. And we won a gold medal. So I have a gold medal at the World Championship. Pretty proud of that one. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how my professional running started. And, you know, I started getting some contracts and being with A6 since 2006 in until now and um, still going and it's great. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it's so great that you came to Boulder, Colorado, you know, right after your college career. And it's, you know, it, it probably was then, it still is today, one of the big meccas of distance running here in the United States. And it's such a great place to be a runner. Uh, I did want to talk to you about one aspect of your professional career um, for a very specific reason. We were chatting offline a couple of weeks ago and, you know, you were mentioning that, you know, when I was going through my peak training, I used to uh, get several sports massages every single week. And, and I do want to talk a little bit more about recovery uh, as you transition to being a, a professional runner, because I, I found this sort of fascinating, <laughs> the fact that you were getting so many massages. Can you walk us through your mindset around recovering when you were training at your peak? Yeah, you know, um, I would say since 2005, I've been taking care. Of, in fact, let me take it back. So I have to tell you that as much as I didn't like El Paso, I loved the school and I learned so much. And, it, you know, the language was like a barrier for me. However, I was so, so into the kinesiology part and learning about that for me, it taught me a lot of things. And one was recovery is also nutrition. It's also sleeping. You know, rest massages is probably one of the last if you think about it. Um, but, you know, like if there, then you hear the stories about coaches not letting their athletes eat enough or not guiding them to the right path or not recognizing when it's something wrong. And I had even an incident of one time it happened in, in, in college because my, my language is so like speaking English was so, so hard at that time for me and ex express myself. There was one particular girl in the, in the, in the team. It's like, how do you get your six packs? And how, how, like, I don't even see you do much, too much workout, like in the gym, like, you know, it's like, sometimes it's genetics. It is like, let's be realistic. Um, but one way, and we're so direct in Romania, I went straight to her belly and I was like, let me check. So I took her skin, you know, so oh, yeah, you can work that out. It was like, but I, I did not think any other way. But telling her, yes, you can work it out. You, you have a lot of a lot of things to improve there. Yeah. <laughs> but not in a bad way, you know. The next thing she does, she goes to my coach, our head coach, and tells, you know, he she tells him that. And um, 
Next day, you know, I'm, I'm there, right? They call me in. Hey, Adriana, so, you know, in the U.S., you don't see that kind of thing. Like what? Uh, do you eat well, by the way? It's like, me? Stay with me at the table. Let's see who eats more, <laughs> you know, like. And um, basically, she took it so wrong. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, you can work this part out, you know, like you should work it out because you can do have, you can have six packs, like if you, you know, work it out. But she thought I said more about food. I didn't, I didn't mention any food about anything related to food. But they already, you know, saying that, you know, they, she took it like I was already it's like, no, food is number one recovery. It is. Um, first thing you do, you drink water or sports drink, whatever, depends how much you train. And then, you know, fill back with food. And you know what I used to consider would be number one recovery would be Water, food, shower, and then a massage, and sleep. So these five for me was like the main things that I focused all my life through the running. And in college, I used to get massages even because they had this massage therapist that loved our team and he would not even charge us. It was amazing, you know. Um, but then when I left, you know, university I obviously I was on my own I was already getting making money but my first big money you know what I did I got a hot tub I had a game ready you know it's a game ready it's the ice machine that puts you know the sleeps that you put around your legs and pressures with ice oh yeah yeah those things are fascinating yeah so imagine me coming just from college and I just invested myself I got a ultrasound machine, a real one, and uh, investing in two, three massages a week, you know. But during that time, I also met my husband, and I was, I was actually, he started running with me too, and he's just wishing, he's like, I just wish I get some massages, like, so many massages, like, he's like, yeah, man, but I'm running 100 miles and more a week, like, you don't want that yet, you know, you don't need that much. He hated foam rolling, and I hated it too with passion <laughs> but yeah i think i think most runners have a love-hate relationship with foam rolling <laughs> yeah. um to the point that we're sitting one day in the office and we're debating it's like man is this something there better than a foam rolling and that's when we're like what if what if let's look for something that like squeezes both legs at the same time and you don't have to do much work you know there's nothing there Next morning, guess what? He went to Home Depot. He's a mechanic engineer, by the way. Very athletic too, you know, smart boy. Um, went to Home Depot, got PVC pipe, you know, plastic and stuff. And drew this like funky little like mechanism that he wanted to make it for himself mainly. Like, I need something for me because you are getting massages and I start running more and I'm getting tired and I'm not going to spend money on massages. Okay? Okay. <laughs> In two days, he had this, like, clumsy thing going on, funky looking, and he showed to me and he, you know, it's like, this is amazing. I think this, this can work. And then from there, we went to a few, uh, you know, prototypes and stuff until we came with a, with a final prototype. But that was the start of like my friends who were actually racing, running with me, come to my house and they saw that contraption. What is that contraption? Can I try it? And then every single person just loved this. Like, can you make me one? Make me one. And then I was like, you know what? This might be an opportunity for us to actually start a company. And um, it really started in the garage. And for Collins, in, and then we, you know, we moved to Boulder. But to actually start a business, guess what? We had to start it from zero because we had to sell everything we had. And it was during that time when nobody would give you any credit, any anything. Uh, in fact, we built a house in, in um, for Collins, and it was a dream house at that time. And we got to the point that we didn't have much more money uh, to actually start the business itself, you know. 
but I was still running, right? But the checks are coming so slow back from my running that, uh, you know, it's in 2011, which is like three, four months and will take for a check to come in. So we're getting in debt now. And one day we went to church. We came back from Easter day and he was like walking around in the, up in the, actually in the living room. And I was like, can you sit down for a second? I want to ask you something. He was like, oh, sure. You know, like, I'm pretty easy going, you know. So the only way we can actually keep going with this project is if we sell our house. But he knew how much it meant to me because um, he knew I was homeless. He knew I was, I was dreaming to have a house. He, you know, all these things, my, my story, the story of my life. And you know what I said? All right, let's go. Put a sign tomorrow. Put it in. And he was like shocked that I even said that. Like I know, you know, I just told him, I'm not scared because I started so many times from zero and I'm not afraid to start from zero again. From zero, you cannot fail more than zero, but you can build up. It's like training. You get out, you get out of shape. You don't start from zero really, but sometimes you do after pregnancy. But uh, we started from zero again, and I'm not afraid to like, if we don't have a bed, that's fine. You can stay in a mattress, you know, like it. So then we, we actually continue and, and we started our business and that's how we went. We sold everything we had to actually start the business. So it was great. Like, and, and, and he appreciated my support during that time a lot. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I love this because I mean, not, I have so many things to say. Not only is this such indicative, this is very indicative of your 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 mindset around adversity and how you're okay with, like you said, starting from zero and building from there. And it very much reminds me of, you know, you get that acceptance letter, that full scholarship to University of Texas at El Paso, and you just said, let's do it. I'm getting on that plane. I'm going. And and it seems like you dove into role recovery with the same sort of fervor. And, and I just love hearing that. It seems like it's kind of part of your personality that when you notice something is really good, you're going to go after that. And oh, yeah. uh, maybe your husband, Jeremy, can uh, has some personal <laughs> experience with that as well. And, and I also really like how you had this almost methodology in your mind when it came to recovery. You said, okay, I'm going to do my training. But then when I come home, you know, I'm going to drink water. I'm going to eat food. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to go get that massage. And then I'm going to really focus on my sleep. And it seems like you knew both sides of the coin. You knew you had to train, but you also knew that you had to really focus on building your body back up, recovering properly from all that hard training that you're doing. And, and it's great to see someone who puts as much focus and emphasis on the recovery, because that's really when all those great adaptations happen. And, and I think that's really when all the magic happens. So you can't have one without the other for sure. And, you know, I should mention that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were FaceTiming and you showed me some of the early prototypes of the role recovery R8 uh, roller. And, you know, you were nice enough to send me an R8 plus and you're right, the way that it is able to sort of squeeze your legs is so different than a foam roller. And you don't have to contort yourself on the ground into all kinds of scorpion-like positions to, to get a good massage in. So uh, thank you for sending me that and, and for showing me all the early prototypes. I think it's very convenient marrying a, uh, was he a mechanical engineer who can put things together like this at Home Depot? Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, his family and friends, and they're so proud of him for you know, even trying, you know what, to try, it's it's actually one thing to go for it. It's another thing. And if you put this together, these two together, there's no way it cannot be successful. I learned in this, can, in this country, if you want to be successful, you can be. Surely you can be. It really depends on of, of you. And it, it, it's, it, it really matters. It's in everything. And, you know, daily life, to like sports and in politics and anything you can think of. If you put a mind in, you believe in it, think about it too. You know, I mean, don't just jump on something that you, you think is going to be, if you just think and don't believe, don't do it. 
or think more. But if you really truly believe and you do your research, why not go for it? And like in running too, you don't have to be a professional runner. You just have to be a better version of you. That's it. Um, how fun is to go with a friend running and you just kick their butts because you you train more or you did you know like it's it's so much fun. <laughs> I love kicking my friends' butts when right? it comes to like, running. <laughs> it's in, it's in, in everything and. And guess what? You are inspiring them too. It's like, oh, she beat me. I got to train harder. Like I go again, you know? Um, and you know, it's just a circle of life. It's just like that. It's like, depends what you, what you want to put on this circle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why your story really resonates so strongly with me is because my grandfather, uh, who passed away in 2018, but, uh, he immigrated to the United States from Italy and, he only had a third grade education. He started his own business. He did uh, a lot of real estate investing and was such this amazing model of someone who just went after opportunities and and made a life for himself and his family uh, coming from virtually nothing in Italy. So uh, I, I really love some of these uh, you know immigrant stories of coming to this country and making something of yourself and taking advantages of these opportunities. It, it really hits home to me. Uh, one more thing, there's one more thing here about this. You come and take the opportunity, but also embrace what you learn through this opportunity. In fact, um, if if uh, if someone comes in US and immigrate, I like to be. I'm, I feel like I'm a part of it because I follow the rules. I obey the laws. I'm, I feel like I'm a good person, you know, like I'm doing everything right. So I, you know, like following the right path and the right way, it's also a success to me. Like I just, you just, you know, embrace what you are in a new country, like, and you're embraced too. I felt embraced and lost apart. Like, so they, they feel like I'm American born, but I'm not, but you know, (laughs) That's good to hear that you were embraced too. And and I think part of that too is is just this feeling of gratitude that you were presented with some of these opportunities. And, you know, even though I'm sort of third generation from from the immigrant, you know, I'm back a couple generations, there's still this feeling of gratitude because I experienced how hard my grandfather worked. I experienced some of his, you know, listening to his stories about how hard he had to work, some of his very humble beginnings. And there's just this permeating feeling of gratitude and thankfulness that you have these opportunities at all. And, you know, it it really is in stark contrast to, you know, the fact that if you have these opportunities, you might as well take advantage of them. You might as well, you know, like you said, play by the rules and and try to make something of yourself because uh, in a lot of places, you don't have that opportunity. You don't. Now, yeah. Adriana, I did want to rewind just a, a couple minutes. Um, one of the aspects of recovery that I'm interested in, you know, because you said you you really started as soon as your professional career started getting more involved with taking care of your body. You know, one of the first things you bought was a hot tub, which I'm sure at like age 24 or however old you were was <laughs> sort of probably felt like a very lavish purchase at the time. Um, has anything changed now that, you know, it's 15, 17 years later? Are you doing anything different when it comes to your recovery or are you still following those big five that you used to? Honestly, I wish I had that time again, but at the same time, I'm embracing my time, my time now. I have my daughter, it's four year old and, um, I do, like to engage all my day with her, especially if she's not napping anymore. I, I wish my, my dream was like this. Oh, my child is going to learn how to nap and I'm going to nap next to her so I can go train and do my thing. That don't work like that. It's not even possible anymore. <laughs> um, however, the only thing that helps you now still is definitely using my tools, my recovery tools that I that, that I have them and then be consistent with them. Uh, food is still number one for me, and hydration. Um, and then obviously, like sleep as much as I can. The first year obviously was the hardest year to to sleep, right? So I I was sleep deprived. Um, but once the child starts sleeping, you sleep more. And I 
I used to kind of late, like 10, 30, even sometimes, because I would, I would watch movies or shows. Now, whenever she goes to sleep, I'm knocked up because I don't get that nap anymore. I used to get two hours nap, no more. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, whenever she goes to bed, I'm like, mommy, tell me a story. And I tell a story and I'm like, oh, you know, I fell asleep before her. <laughs> um but again, I stick with like aqua jogging a lot when I feel like I'm pretty, I don't do running. I don't run two times a day anymore. I, I, if I do, I just go in the pool and do aqua jogging and that's my recovery and a second run. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a little gym on the basement and, and, you know, rock that gym when I can, you know. Um, but it's definitely different because now I'm working and help, I'm helping my husband with the company. Um, you know, taking care of a child is important. I clean the house, I cook, I do all these things that I want to do. I can probably have someone clean the house, but I don't want to because I like doing it. I want to go more out and eat. I'm not really into that. I like to cook. Um, and, and, I can have a babysitter all day long if I want. I don't want that. I want to be with my daughter most, as much as I can because I'm enjoying that. I want her to see what I'm doing and to see us working hard, not just be given because I'm not going to just be, here is, you have in your plate. I wasn't given like that. So, But that doesn't mean that I'm going to make her work like a horse to get something, you know. You're not going to have your daughter be putting boxes together in the role recovery warehouse at age five? Once she wants to. Once she wants to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's totally different right now. However, you know, I even run, I didn't run my best, but I used to run 100, 110 miles a week, right? Now I'm like down to 60 to 70, my highest, and I still run to 30. Like it's, and no sleep and not the same recovery, but. But all these little principles of like, okay, now we have time for rock or Now we have 10 minutes to watch a show with uh, AJN, massage your feet, your feet, your legs. So now you just jump and eat as much as you can or go on the bed right now because she's sleeping. And taking advantage of the situation you have, you can still be successful. You just have to really embrace what you have again and just go with it. Yeah, I think that's a good lesson for all of us. You know, I, I know you have you have a, a daughter. I have two daughters and a son. We were uh, <laughs> commiserating a little bit about what it's like to have a four year old, and and it's funny you talking about how you know when your kids go to sleep, you're just ready ready to go down yourself. I actually fell asleep in bed with my four year old son about a, six weeks ago, and. Uh, I, I came downstairs at like 1030 at night. I was so groggy. My wife was asking me, you know, where she was like, I, I didn't know where you were. And I, I had to go search the house. And I finally found you in his bed. You guys were just like cuddling in bed together. It was hilarious. But just goes to show us parents are pretty tired most of the time. And it's really great to see you running at a high level. You're still competing at a high level. Uh, you're running role recovery with your husband. You're an amazing mom. It's just, Thank you. Uh, I'm very inspired by the way that you live your life, what you've been uh, able to accomplish over the years, and also just the mindset that you have carried through this entire journey. I think it's a great lesson for all of us. And uh, much of your story really resonates with me. So I so appreciate the conversation today, Adriana. And uh, if folks want to follow along with your running, with your parenting, your role recovery adventures, where are some places where they might be able to find you online? I'm pretty active on uh, Instagram just because I have a good follower, mom's followers and athletes. It's it's on uh, Adi underline Nelson or Adrian Nelson on Facebook. Um, that's where I'm most of the time. Twitter, Adi underline Nelson. And that's and you know rawrecovery.com obviously <laughs> you can you know you can find my email there if you ever want to if anyone wants to ask me any question i love giving advices <laughs> um it, you know either anything running mom child like anything i just love helping um so yeah i'm i'm here to help and anytime awesome well 
You certainly are here to help, and you're doing really great things for the running community, and I'm very appreciative of that. I'm going to include links to your social media handles to Roll Recovery in the show notes on strength running, so our listeners can check that out. Adriana, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And that's our show this week. You can find more information about Adriana and Roll Recovery at strengthrunning.com. We have show notes for this episode up already. And if you have any questions for me or want to discuss your training, don't hesitate to email me at support at strengthrunning.com. And I'm so grateful for the support of our sponsors. Athletic Greens is the health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition super simple. Now, I personally struggle with eating all the healthy food I know I should be eating, so I'm finding their product, AG1, really helpful, especially when I'm training really hard. One scoop a day. It gives me 75 vitamins and minerals, whole food source ingredients, including a greens superfood blend, probiotics, prebiotics, adaptogens, and more. Now, prebiotics give the probiotics the food that they need to live, and adaptogens help you with stress. So I love that. AG1 helps me fill in any nutrition gaps in my diet because I know that there are gaps, (laughs) and it gives me a nice boost of energy and focus throughout the day. And I've got all three of my kids in school right now, and I know I've got to support my immune system or else I'm catching something that they're bringing home. But what I really love about AG1 is that the product actually changes. Over the last couple decades, they have made 53 improvements to the formula based on the latest research to make those nutrients more absorbable and more rigorous with third-party testing. You can go to athleticgreens.com slash Jason to see the great offer they've put together for podcast listeners. You'll get a year's worth of free vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1 with your first purchase. You can sign up for a single shipment or for a monthly drop if you want to make AG1 a part of your regular healthy lifestyle. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Jason to sign up today. Finally, a big thank you to our sponsor, Inside Tracker, for their support. Inside Tracker is one of the most reputable personal blood testing companies that you can find anywhere. They were founded in 2009, so they've been around for a while, and their goal is to help you analyze your body's data to get a firm idea of how well you're responding to training. Understanding your body's biomarkers from stress hormones like cortisol, which was actually elevated for me recently, to testosterone, human growth hormone, even vitamin D can help you figure out if you're overtraining, undertraining, optimally training, or if you have a health issue that might be affecting your running. But the best part is that they give you personalized optimal ranges for each of these biomarkers and a whole host of ways to improve them through diet, lifestyle, or exercise changes. I've personally gotten three ultimate tests from them, and the process is simple, it's easy, and if you haven't gotten a test from them before, it's very eye-opening if you haven't done this kind of deep dive yet. Now, you can get 25% off on any of the tests that they offer. I personally got the ultimate tests because, look, it tests for almost everything that you can imagine, and it's the mo- their more comprehensive test. But you can get 25% off anything that they offer at insidetracker.com slash strengthrunning. Of all the investments you can make in your running, this one is like getting a detailed checkup or regularly scheduled maintenance for your internal physiology. It's a great opportunity, and you can see all the details at insidetracker.com slash strengthrunning. All right, that's our show this week, my friends. I appreciate all of you being here and we'll be in touch very soon. 